900 AM, the talk of the Palm Beaches. You know, some football players today remind me of Cuban cigars. They're weaker, they talk too much, and they don't pack the same punch they used to. Take it from Mike Ditka, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold, and check out the new Camacho Corojo line of smokes. Built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Pick one up today. Monitor three humidors at once from one simple device. Caring for your cigars is easy with the new PuroTemp wireless hygrometer from Zycar. You now have the ability to monitor the humidity and temperature in three humidors without even having to open them. Ensure protection by setting simple alerts that will warn you when your cigars are not in the optimal environment. Like everything Zycar, this is backed by their lifetime warranty. Stop by your local tobacconist to purchase yours today. Zycar for life. Everyone rates cigars, but very few cigars can say that they have been the number one cigar in the free world. The Aging Room Quattro F55 Concerto is one such cigar. Ranked as the number two cigar in Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of 2013, the Aging Room Concerto features Dominican fillers and binders and is wrapped in an exquisite 10-year-old Sumatran wrapper. This medium-bodied, full-flavored cigar is full of creamy sweetness time and time again. Aging Room Cigar, small batches, limited Production, unlimited enjoyment. The recently released Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage is an extremely rare blend of Perdomo's finest and most cherished 12-year-old fillers, binders, and wrappers. Bale-aged for 10 years and then barrel-aged in bourbon barrels for an additional two years, these exquisite Nicaraguan tobaccos are bursting with rich, complex flavors. Offered in Connecticut Sun-Grown or Maduro, each Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage pairs extremely well with the finest Scotch whiskeys, bourbons, and other fine spirits. Available at only 250 authorized tobacconists worldwide, the Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage is a must-have for every cigar enthusiast. What are you doing? What are you doing? Come on. You never light a cigar that way. You use a wooden match. Preserves the flavor, you see. Broadcasting live at the world-famous Casa de Monte Cristo Cigar Lounge in Boynton Beach, Florida. Kiss My Ash Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. With Honest Abe, Adam Kay, the brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com. And sitting in for the lovely Lady M, the not-so-lovely Pete Hernandez. 
Well, thank you very much for that. I appreciate but world class bull rider. Mm-hmm. That's what we will call you. I got to tell you, I saw it again this morning as I was sitting here and it was on the screen there, and also I just looked up and I saw it and I just went, "Okay, yeah, my morning's made. That uh, listen, just made my day." I, I, I am literally not lying. You guys are great. It's great how we just jumped right into that. I thought, <laughs> I, I thought we'd warm up. I thought that you know it'd be a few minutes of something else, and nope. I'm, I'm not lying, but. I have to really be honest. I probably watch that video at least once a day. Once a day. A day since this happened. Wow. It's ma- it makes my day. Wow. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Pete Hernandez uh, at the Great Smoke about three or four weeks ago um, attempted to ride the bull. And it took him longer to get on the bull than yeah. it did that he stayed on the bull. Next year I'm bringing my own it took bull. Him about, it, took, it took a good ten <laughs> minutes to get him on the bull. So and then he fell off before the, the, con- the conductor was able to get back to the machine and start it. It's <laughs> <laughs> just so great just thinking about it. I'm sure it. everybody's seen it. You where, see, where is that it video was up on? Which, which YouTube day. page? See if, John, see if John can get it posted on our Kiss My Ass uh, page. Yeah, all put our a link for the YouTube. Yeah, put, put a link for the video oh, on there. Great, it's a special it? moment. It, it, oh. I'm telling you, it's probably one of the funniest videos oh, I've ever seen. You know, the funny thing is that in my mind... <laughs> <laughs> That was going to happen total, in a totally different way. You, yeah. you, you saw yourself with one arm swinging, holding on. I saw your daughter riding, and I thought, Psst, I got this. <laughs> well, you see, the point, you, the part you missed was when somebody lifted my daughter and actually put her on the bull. Oh, wow. yeah. See, we couldn't lift you and put you on the bull. Andre the Giant's here not to help pick you up. Oh. And what I thought was that actually getting in the dunk tank would have really been embarrassing. No. That's why I didn't do no. that. Yeah, yeah. That really would have gone the wrong. <laughs> no. Yeah. Dunk takes going to church. Yeah. yeah, that was crazy. But, yeah, literally the funniest video. We're going to post it up uh, on our uh, Facebook page. Sitting in with us also is Terrence Riley of Quesada Cigars. Welcome, Terrence Riley. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us. Terrence will be our uh, feature in our Meet Your Maker segment later on the show today. Interesting stuff, some new cigars to talk about. And, uh, of course, it's Easter weekend. We hope you all have a good and happy and safe Easter weekend. And for those of you who had Seder last night, we hope you had a nice Passover. Um, doing it, I, I know you're not doing anything. I'm brining a turkey. Brining? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm cooking a turkey. For who? Just for me. For, why not? It's such an odd thing, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Really? I'm going to cook a turkey for myself. What? Use, use the water. I've never cooked I, a turkey I, I, I before. I see you in like a big long table, like by yourself, <laughs> like, like a butler coming over, and you have like a fork and knife. I would need a table first. <laughs> Where's your roommate? He's in, he's at home. Yeah, is he gonna have? Yeah, oh, yeah. So, so it's we were for you and Stu. Yeah, we were prepping a turkey last night. It was great. And brining is what? Exactly? Basically, it's you set it overnight. Once it's thawed out, you uh, stick the turkey in a pot full of. A mixture of apple juice concentrate, water, sugar, flour, some bay leaves, uh, thyme, and a couple other spices. And it cooks via liquid. No, it just basically just it, the turkey absorbs all that liquid for about 12 to 16 hours, and then basting. we can cook it later. And basically, it's just like an over-basting. It's a marinade. Yeah, it brings out some flavors in the turkey, and the turkey absorbs all of it, and then you bring it and out, it you wash allow, it, and then you doesn't allow it to it. dry out when you're cooking it. Mm-hmm. And what are you doing? I'm not doing nothing. You got kids. Oh, yeah, we're having Easter, you know. I'm not my doing mom's anything. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh. Right, right. oh, your mom's having Easter. Yeah, we're having, no, yeah, well, of course. Yeah. Do, you, yeah. do, you, do you hide the Easter eggs? Uh, my kids are a little bigger. Uh, we don't hide Easter eggs. He hides his wallet. We're going to go in the pool. I was going to say, no kid's too big to find a $10 bill yeah, in the yeah, Easter yeah. egg. 
Yeah, no ten dollar bills in the East. No, <laughs> you don't do the money in the eggs. No, no, we do. We used to do candy in the eggs. You know, oh, well, the, all the eggs had candy, but one of them was supposed to have like money. Yeah, that's like Cubans the don't do it like that. I don't no. know. Cubans don't do it like that. It was different. What no, do you I, do? Now, now, my son's three, so this is the first year we're gonna, you know, throw some eggs around the house and let him. Yeah. You know, it's just gonna be you guys, or yeah, yeah. No? Cool stuff. I think we're having the in-laws over. Oh, my wife wastes the last minute, so I, I have no idea. So I don't. I don't. It'll I, be fun, I'm sure. I don't coordinate the plans. All I know is that she told me she has to buy three new dresses for our girls, which I can't comprehend. Wow. I don't. I don't get that. It's Easter. We're having it at the house. Why the new dresses every Easter? You're preaching in the choir. I, I don't get that. <laughs> I really don't. And she doesn't realize we don't have one daughter. We have three. <laughs> it's all in three. Yeah, but they're getting new dresses today. Uh, Fantasy Fumare Senior Season 4 is underway. I don't know where we're at because Lady M is not here today, but uh, I think there's still open spots available. We're looking for 16 coaches to draft three cigars, and you can win a $100 gift card courtesy of Best Buy. Yes, just in time to go for that new TV for the Super Bowl next year. Or, well, you're not going to get it for the NCAA tournament, so there's no Summer Olympics this year. NBA playoffs. You can have it by the NBA playoffs. There you go. But uh, to register... It's free to get in. All you got to do is go to kissmyassradio.com, click on Fantasy Fumare, enter your information, and we will have hopefully a draft sometime this upcoming week and get Fantasy Fumare Season 4 started. Uh, Also, follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Kiss My Ash Radio and catch our podcasts every Monday on iTunes on kissmyashradio.com or or on iTunes or in our archives. Either way, Uh, interesting show this week. We've got a couple guests. We've got uh, Peter Hernandez also sitting in for Lady M. Uh, we will be having Are You Smarter Than a Stripper? See who can win a uh, bottle service and VIP for four at Spearmint Rhino here in West Palm Beach. Um, David Murkatz is going to be here. Interesting guy. This guy is actually was Coconut Creek, Florida, I believe. Uh, locksmith. Him and a couple of his uh, coworkers got wrongly accused for fraud and a bunch of stuff. Went to jail and he was innocent. Yes, he wrote a book, Author of Wrongly Charged. We're going to have him on the show later on. Wow. Yeah. Catch his story. Mm-hmm. You all right? Yeah. You look like you're in a daze. Are you looking for the food, the pastries you bought? Yeah, you put the peeps in front of them. What are you doing? He reminds me of Mike. Great hair. <laughs> Great hair. What are you? And also, uh, we are going to have a peep eating contest. You're going to be challenging our producer, Pete. And what are we going to eat? You're going to see how many peeps you could stuff in your mouth at oh, one time. Mm, not many. <laughs> what do you think? I got that thing. Well, you don't have to swallow. Oh. You don't swallow. You just take as many as your mouth. Sounds... You, there's our producer. Yeah, yeah, take a look. What are we talking about? What do you think? You got them covered? Yeah, I mean, you know, come on. I don't know, man. John's kind of surprised me. He's, really? He kind of, he's an extremist. I can eat peeps. I'm in. You're right? Yeah. yeah. All right, good. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> well, we're going to hit that. We're going to see who does more peeps. We're going to do that contest right after this break, so stick around. It should be interesting. All right. Sounds good. I'm in. Follow us on Twitter at KissMyAssRadio. Yes, it's mandatory. Cigar enthusiasts, did you know your personal freedom to enjoy a fine cigar is affected by some form of smoking ban in all 50 states? Additionally, taxation on premium cigars is at its highest level in history, with some states taxing at an astronomical rate of 75%. Finally, there's a solution. CRA. Cigar Rights of America is the first and only nonprofit public advocacy association fighting for your freedom to enjoy a fine cigar. Don't just sit there. Become part of the solution. Become a CRA member today. 
Membership is only $35 a year. That's less than $3 a month. And as a special bonus, CRA will send you two limited edition cigars as a way to say thank you for joining. Visit CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member. Hi, this is Rocky Patel, and I'd like to invite you to try one of our decade cigars. This premier cigar received a 95 rating from Cigar Aficionado, one of the highest ratings ever afforded by that magazine. It's a beautiful Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper with fillers from Nicaragua and Honduras. This cigar is medium to full-bodied, rich, complex, yet elegant and well-balanced. I promise you, you're going to love the decade. Try it. This is a Law Aurora issued public service announcement. The iconic lion has gone rogue. Breaking out of the original Dominican Cigar Factory is Untamed by La Aurora. Undoubtedly, one of their strongest cigars proves that not only can their factory provide flavorful sticks, but powerful as well. Taking a fantastic Dominican Nicaraguan blend and wrapping it with an oily Connecticut broadleaf wrapper creates a wild ride of flavor from start to finish. Be aware, this animal is extremely aggressive and should be approached with caution. Bill Paley, Samuel Paley's grandson, has dedicated himself to creating cigars emblematic of the original La Polina brand, created by his grandfather over a century ago. La Polina premium handmade cigars represent a marriage of the finest tobaccos blended by master artisans. La Polina has consistently received top honors from all industry publications, including Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year and Cigar Journal's Best American-Made Cigar. La Polina, premium handmade cigars, available only at fine tobacconists. Trill, Cabarete, Cuellar. Yes, Trill, Cabarete, and Cuellar. I said Trill, Cabarete, and Cuellar. Get these cigar brands in your head because they are great and here to stay. So do yourself a favor. Go to your local retailer and say Trill, Cabarete, and Cuellar. I need to try these now. Top-rated cigars from Villager Cigars. It's a movement. For more information or to find a retailer near you, visit VilligerCigars.com. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Do it. Yeah, John. Yeah, John. I don't even know where you are anymore. Turn we around. have a bunch of uh, 
people that can't have sugar in here. So I yes, yeah. Pete Hernandez couldn't do the Pete thing because he's diabetic. So, so uh, let me explain. All you people are out there, no Pete Hernandez. We don't want to take you to the hospital. Yes, when when you see him eating stuff he shouldn't be eating, just remind him he's diabetic. <laughs> yeah, you know, we love him. We want we want to see him last. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so for a Peep Show. Um, what we're going to do is you put one peep in your mouth, and then you say peep show. And so whoever put, can fit the most in their mouth while still articulating the phrase peep show wins. Okay. All right. Now, just so you know, you're yeah. competing with none other than the very lovely Raven. I know. Who you are still bruised from last week. Revenge today. Yeah, oh, you're your revenge. I'm going to win this. Now, Raven, you, you're a very petite young lady. You actually think you're going to put more peeps in your mouth than our producer, John Barron? Not sure. Not sure? I can fit a lot of stuff in my mouth. I could make a good comment right now. There are so many things I'm trying to fight the FCC. regulations, I'm going to pass on that. This show's not rated R. Yes. All right. Well, let's... I will start it off. How many peeps do you have in front of you right now? We have 25 peeps each right now. And where's the backups in case Uh, you're um, extraordinary? You got some over there? Yeah, we have about 20 backups. All right. Let's go ahead and stick stick people in your mouth. I got one here. Go ahead. You can do it. Peep show. Peep show. Oh, oh my God. She's it's almost, over. It's <laughs> over. One's almost. It's over. <laughs> Peep show. <laughs> oh, my God. Peep show. Peep show. Show it up. Get it in there. Peep show. No. Uh-huh. Oh, she's not happening. She's starting to really stronger. perform them now. <laughs> peep show. Peep show. We are at four peeps each now. Going for number John's five. John's going for number five here. <laughs> as he tries to keep Peep safe. show. He's got the full squirrel going on right now. Peep show. Okay. <laughs> Raven now has five. She <laughs> might not hold it. Now remember, there's a trash can behind you. I see chewing, John. Don't chew. I'm losing. Peep show. Peep show. I heard it. Yep. That's still, that's uh, seven, six? That's six. It's, John's going for seven. He's trying to figure out where to put it in now as he's trying to articulate this perfectly. Peep show. <laughs> I heard it. I did enough. I heard it. We're going to let it go. All right. Going for eight now. Peep show. Oh. Come on, girl. Uh, Sounds good to me. Good enough. Let's go to nine. Come on. I want to see double digits here. Let's keep going. Raven seems to be struggling a little. John's got the ninth one in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. I like what Raven's got. John is struggling a little bit. He doesn't. John, I think he's going to cough it up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) John's going to cough it up. Oh, oh Raven's got ten. Raven has passed John. She's got the full ten in. John is struggling to find a place to put the tenth. He's got the peep in. Oh no! <laughs> no! Oh, John has tapped out. He got the tenth one in, and he couldn't get out the wording. Raven has won. John has fallen once again to Mistress Raven. Oh my! And she's gonna try to get all those peeps out. There you go. Fantastic. Nicely done. That was like one of those fights in the first so round. You're a, so you're definitely a spitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 somebody got it. 
10, right? So you need yeah, to get no. Raven whatever she wants. Tickets, okay. games, movie tickets, whatever. Sure, I'll hook you. I mean, like, uh, we got a bunch of concerts coming yes. up. There you John go. I really thought I was going to win that. Dude, that's 10 is lame. I'm looking at this it, here. It was like one of those fights in the first round. You thought it was over, and then, like, you know. She came back. Yeah, she came back. She's a slow starter. It really just This is 10. I'm trying to debate whether I could just put this all in my mouth at once and say the word peep show. No, there's no way. It doesn't look like that much. It doesn't look substantial. I've had slices of pizza in my mouth bigger than this right here. <laughs> I don't know. How that <laughs> it's all about the once. Once it starts taking on some of that liquid, it expands a little bit. Oh, oh that's a lot. See, that's see. That's nah, a, when you fold them saying? over like right that. Right there, yeah. That's mm-hmm. a lot. It's yeah. like a mouth guard. I don't need, yeah. to, I don't need to humiliate myself. <laughs> Let's yeah. Leave Good that goal. to me, please. <laughs> Raven, well done. Yeah, well done. I Dude, can't believe started that. Out so so, she stuff. started out so weak, like yeah. it wasn't happening. Like she put one in and she went, yeah. and it's over. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of over off the bat. <laughs> then she threw the dent in and said it right away, and shots like, I'm done. Yeah, you punched yourself out over there. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Happy Easter. All right, let's find out what's in the box this week. I got a box. What? In the box. I'm gonna open it. Oh, oh, what's in the box? Let's ask Honest Abe. Cigar news. Hey, see if you can post that uh, video up on Facebook somewhere. Uh, good. All right, this week, Alec Bradley, the Canadian line. I didn't even hear this. Did you hear this? Uh, no. Yeah, who does anything for Canada? Canadian fans of Alec Bradley's black market line have a size to call their own as the company has announced and released a new Vitola that is exclusive to the country. The company has been tight-lipped with details, but we know the stick is priced at $8.95 and measures at 4.5 inches in length with a 60 ring gauge. Really? I thought we called that the nub. I'm, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like the rest of the line, it uses Nicaraguan wrapper, Sumatra binder, filler from Panama and Honduras, and is being sold in 22-count boxes. The boxes look identical to those in the United States, but they bear a sticker on the front that denotes they are exclusively Canadian. Black Market Line is made as tobacco, Tobacco's de Oriente in Danley, Honduras, and made as debut as a 2011 IPCPR. You sell a lot of cigars in Canada? Yeah, we actually do pretty well in really? Canada. Really? Yeah, we have a good, uh, we have a good relationship. I figured with, with the taxes, America. Canada wouldn't really be a good cigar state. Well, we, they got like, astronomical taxes, don't they? Yeah, they have high taxes, uh, but when the, the recession hit, duties. non-Cubans are a, a lot more price uh, effective than, than uh, the, the Cubans. So if you can pay $30, $40, $50, $60 dollars for a Cuban... Or somewhere between 10 to 15, maybe 20 on the high end for a non-Cuban. So a lot of people came into the non-Cubans and, and really? stuff. Really? Yeah, yeah. Ever since uh, around 2008 or so, we've we've had a pretty good market up there. Interesting. I mean, for you know the size of the country and everything. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying. I just never even thought it was really that strong of a market. Two months of cigar smoking weather. Yeah, no, they're good, they're they're good smokers up there. Considering all the restrictions and everything, there there's a, a good cigar culture, especially in places like Montreal, Toronto. Cool. Espinosa Cigars. There's a dark new brand coming from Espinosa Cigars this April, and it showcases a near black Mexican wrapper. It's called Espinosa Especial, and the new line combines what brand owner Eric Espinosa refers to as a Mexican Capa Negra wrapper with an all Nicaraguan blend. The fillers are made up from four main growing regions of Nicaragua Esteli, Jalapa, Condega, and Omtepe. And despite the fact that Espinosa has other brands with dark Mexican wrappers and Nicaraguan internal tobaccos, the Murcielago, and the Espinosa Maduro, Espinosa insists that this release is nevertheless unique in its own portfolio. Packaged in 10-count boxes, Espinosa Especial cigars come in three sizes, and they're all made at the La Zona factory. Crown Heads, as promised last year when the line was launched, Crown Heads will be releasing another Las Calaveras this year. 
Las Calaveras Edición Limitada 2015 is composed of Nicaraguan tobacco from both the binder and filler and is covered in a Habano Rosado wrapper from Ecuador. Two of the three Vitolas are the same as last year's release, but this year the third Vitola will be a Corona Gorda named LC46. The 2013 edition of Las Calaveras had a 7x54 Churchill, and each Vitola is limited to 1,250 boxes with 24 cigars arranged in three rows of eight inside a box. As with, as with Las Calaveras Edition Unlimited 2014, the 2015 version is being rolled at My Father's Cigars in Esteli, Nicaragua. And La Polina, Bill Paley, has made a change to his original La Polina cigar. Paley has shifted production of his La Polina family series from the Bahamas, thank God, turning over the manufacturing to the Reigns for its price cigars to El Titan de Bronze. They make the uh, goldies for them. Yes, there. yes, uh, yes. I think it's a good move. Mm-hmm. Uh, the original Apolina Family Series, which debuted in 2010, was rolled in Bahamas by Grey Cliff Cigar Company. The new cigars are not are being rolled not only in a different country, but with a new blend, too. Gone are the Costa Rican and Honduran tobaccos, and the original replaced by a mix of Ecuadorian and Nicaraguan leaves. The binder and wrapper are from Ecuador. Uh, some of the sizes are changed, but Paley says the cigars should retail between $17 and $20 a piece, roughly 10% less than the originals. While labor prices in Miami are high, the duties charged on import tobaccos in the Bahamas are one of the reasons the original family blend was so pricey. This is the third La Polina blend rolled in El Titan de Bronze, joining the limited edition Goldie and Mr. Sam Paley. Um, Mr. Sam. Paley has some of the Bohemian family blend La Polinas left, which he said would place in storage for aging as the sale of vintage cigars at a later date. I wonder who gave him that idea. Don't know. Don't know. All right. Up ahead. Don't go anywhere, folks. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. You're listening to Kiss My Ass Radio. The godfather of boutique cigars is back. Ernesto Perez Carrillo, the creator of La Gloria Cubana, Siri R, and El Rico Habano, recently joined forces with his children to create E.P. Carrillo brand. In just the first year of E.P. Carrillo, received a 94 rating in Cigar Aficionado and number 8 Cigar of the Year, and Rob reports best of the best honor. Although E.P. Carrillo is made with the finest tobaccos in the world, Ernesto has not wavered on his family's commitment for affordable prices. With prices starting at $4.50 for the 91 New Wave Connecticut, you can't afford not to try E.P. Carrillo. Pick up an E.P. Carrillo at your nearest location. Perfecting a seed for over 40 years takes skill. Then again, so does growing the perfect beard. Take it from Matt Booth, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the owner of the infamous Room 101 brand. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Pick one up today. Tabacalera Zapata, a great mild to medium smoke with a creamy profile. This cigar, named after the company's founder, uses a rare Honduran Connecticut Oscuro wrapper draped atop a choice blend of Nicaraguan, San Andres, and Honduran long filler tobaccos. With hints of cream, molasses, earth, and tobacco mingle within cool billows of smoke. Tabacalera Zapata excludes a wonderful mild to medium-bodied profile. 
pairing like a charm with the mellow nature of the wrapper and its rich, dense core, making this cigar an everyday smoke. Tabacalera Zapata, presented by Coots. To find your nearest tobacconist, visit Coots.com. That's K-U-U-T-S dot com. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, their life and their family's life changes dramatically. Chemotherapy treatments, doctor visits, and trips to the hospital soon consume their time. The programs and services provided by the Kids Cancer Foundation make it possible for the foundation to meet the needs of our young patients and families. We could not provide these resources without your support. For more information and to find out how you can make a difference in the life of a child battling cancer, call 561-333-8116 or visit kidscancersf.org. Sponsored by CLE Cigars. Awarded the 2014 Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year with numerous 90-plus ratings, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary Cigar celebrates Tabacalera Perdomo's 20 years as one of Nicaragua's largest premium cigar manufacturers. Using only the highest priming tobaccos grown exclusively by the Perdomo family, the 20th Anniversary Cigar has a tremendous profile with layer upon layer of rich, elegant, complex flavors. Visit your nearest authorized tobacconist today and experience the masterful blend of these Nicaraguan puros. Now available in extremely limited edition pyramid size in Sungrown or Maduro. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K, the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. <laughs> Canadians. They're Canadians. They're Canadians. Oh, yes. Man. That's in, 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 in uh, honor of Alex Bradley's new Canadian cigar, Ledge. One hit wonder. Canadian yeah. wonder. But uh, yes, welcome back, folks. Kiss My Ash Radio. Honest Abe here with Adam Kay. And sitting in for the lovely Lady M is the world famous bull rider and diabetic Keith Hernan- Pete Hernandez. <laughs> Hernandez. <laughs> I'm Keith Hernandez. Yeah, nice. Hey, you get the last name right. Yeah, yeah. thank you for having me. I do. We call him one third of the Fermunda triplets. Um, congratulations to our social media winner. Yes, we have a social media prize, courtesy of Recluse and Iconic Cigars. If you follow us on Facebook and Twitter, we post the word every Friday, and it was Easter. And uh, Greg Jerdrol in Illinois, my home state, land of Lincoln. And he's celebrating his birthday today. Happy birthday, Greg. You have won a five-pack of Recluse Cigars. Funny thing, I was talking to my daughter about states and cities and this morning, actually, and explaining everything to her because, you know, my family's in Chicago. Yeah. So, you know, I had to teach her what state Chicago's in. So I know they were just studying the presidents and they were studying Abraham Lincoln. So I'm like, well, it's the state where Abraham Lincoln was born. Exactly. Hold on. No. She goes, Kentucky. I said, no, he wasn't yeah. born in Kentucky. She was. Said, no, he wasn't. And I Googled it. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was born in Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> Why did he call it the land of Lincoln then? Because he moved there. He, I he, know, he, but he it threw me there. off. Yeah. Where he was. My six-year-old daughter outed me. I'm pretty sure he was raised there. <laughs> he, he was born there, and I guess he got into politics in Illinois. He lived the rest yeah. of his days in Illinois, so they call Illinois the land of Lincoln. Yeah. But, um, yeah, my daughter was like, I told you. <laughs> That's great. But I did play the best April Fool's joke on my daughter ever. If I had recorded this, I would have had like a million views on YouTube. My daughter's in the hospital at this point, mind you. She's been in there for three days for bronchial infection. Okay, right, nothing like but kicking you, someone when they're down. I mean, obviously, my daughter's my daughter's she's pretty bright, yeah. you know. 
So it's tough to play Clear, an April Fool's joke. Yeah, it's tough to play, yeah, brighter than her day. <laughs> so it's tough to play an April Fool's joke on her, you know? So um, <laughs> they heard me like literally 15 rooms down the hospital when I started screaming, but it was funny. She, she, I walk in at 7.30 in the morning. Okay, now we've been, my wife and I are rotating shifts at the hospital. I'm already on edge. I'm already tired. And the first thing when I walk in at 7.30 in the morning, she goes, I'm getting to go home today. I'm like, really? She's like, no, April Fool's. <laughs> and it, it was like four or five of these really stupid April Fool's. I'm like, how'd you sleep last night? Because that's when the breathing gets the worst. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I'm right, but I wet my bed. I'm like, really? She's like, no, April Fool's. So I was starting to get aggravated. I was like, hey, how'd you like a whack? Yeah. April Fool's? So she, she let up. So there's at 7.30 in the morning. Now it's like 1 in the afternoon. So long forgotten, whatever. And I can't remember how it came up, but somehow adoption. I think the movie Annie was on or something. <laughs> adoption had come up. And she had such a negative connotation about adoption. So I went in this whole dissertation about why adoptions are a beautiful thing. People have babies they don't expect. They can't take care of them. It wasn't planned. They're not ready. And people... Go and choose these childs. It's a choice. It's not like they're having them. It's they're picking this child to love and be part of their family. And you know, and this is like a twenty minute explanation. Yeah. yeah, about you know, about adoptions and why adoptions are not. And she she said she's out for some reason psychologically that adopted kids weren't loved. And I said, No, it's not always the case. So we get in the whole thing and then she rolls right into it, lays it right up for me. You know, you would tell me if I was adopted. I said, Well, Dad, you know, that's a tough thing for parents because you know, the child has to be ready to understand. And whatnot, you know, because most kids like you think that adoptions aren't a good thing. But, you know, as we just explained, you know, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing, right? And she goes, right. Well, I said, well, I'm glad you feel that way because, you know, since you feel that way, we could tell you. That I, could, I feel like we could finally tell you that you're adopted. <laughs> right away, oh, yeah. Right away she goes, no, I'm not. Yeah. I said, no, yeah, you are. She's like, no, I'm not. I remember being born in a hospital. I said, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I said, but you were born in a hospital. You just weren't from mommy. And now she's starting to think about yeah, it. Yeah, the gears are turning. Now, where I really get her, I said, you, you didn't notice that your other two sisters are short and a little chubby and you're tall and thin? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and her lower lips start quivering. Like that. <laughs> and then I stand up. I said, that's how you April fool, fool. She started laughing for 20 minutes, dude. Oh, man, I, we couldn't stop laughing, man. The whole hospital heard me. I had to call my wife. It was it was great. Yeah, if I had recorded awesome. it, I mean, that's how adults April Fool. That is child shove. But she she took it. and She was great. And every time someone brings up, she, oh, you're still proud of yourself. That's what she says. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're still proud of yourself. Yeah, man, that was a great April Fool. Oh, that's a, that's solid. So, anyways, uh, every week we like to invite someone very special, be very uh, very special, be part of what I consider to be my favorite part of the show. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window. Open it and stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker. This week from Quesada Cigars, we have Terrence Riley, good friend of the Kiss My Ash Radio Network. Terrence, welcome and thank you for being part of our show today. Oh, thank you as always for having me. It's always uh, a pleasure. A couple things I want to get into before we get into that. Uh, something I forgot to do in the opening segment because Lady M wasn't here. No. Our uh, great friends and sponsors over at Zycar give away something every week to our luckily listeners, and I forgot to promote it. They're good people. Um, yes, great peeps. This, this week, the first person to call... 877-960-9960. Hey. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> that number is 877-960-9960. If you're the 10th caller, when you hear this sound, you will win a $45 Zycar X2 cutter and a $75 
Zycar Puro Temp Digital Hygrometer, man. This thing's actually pretty cool. Um, this is a wireless hygrometer system. You can just keep the unit in the box. And it has an external device, and you can just see what the humidity level is without even opening up your humidor. Over a $140 package here. If you're the 10th caller, just uh, give us a call when you hear that sound during the show, and you'll win that wonderful package, courtesy of Zycar, makers of cutters and lighters, guaranteed for life. Now, um, Terrence, before we get into the show yes, uh, and talk to you, uh, one of the reasons why you just opted to come on the show this Saturday is Adam... He I had guess, to be bribed a little bit. Yes, Adam has his new seasonal beer. What What is this? That's purely coincidental. Coincidental, yeah, I'm sure. It's like, if you come up, there will be beer. And he said, okay, that does kind of help seal the deal, yeah. So what is this beer? This is the Imperial Oktoberfest that I've been talking about for since January. So this is your Oktoberfest coming out in... April. Well, here, here's the problem. I originally did an Oktoberfest for Oktoberfest, but I wanted to tweak the recipe a little bit. You didn't like it. It was good, but I felt it could have been better. You're we, a perfectionist. Exactly. So but what did you tweak in this beer? Basically, there was no caramel malt originally in the in the beer, in the malt bill. So now this has a bunch, a couple of different caramel malts in it, and I added a little bit of... Uh, this actually has a dry-hopped uh, summit in it. And there was no dry hopping in the original. It's not really something you do in an Oktoberfest. But then when we found out, because I only dry hopped one of the kegs, the other keg came out just so sweet. But with the dry hopping, it actually negated that a little bit. It's like bitter and sweet. Very strange beer. It's delicious. Yeah, very nice. Delicious. Yeah, it is fruity and somewhat bitter. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's interesting beer. I find your beers to be very uncarbonated. Well, it's only because they've been in the bottle for a while. If you had it straight off the tap, or if it was bottle conditioned, it'd be a little bit more carbonated. But homebrew is hard to keep up the uh, carving. What do you honestly? Now, don't don't toot his horn because mm-hmm. I know yeah. you're a beer drinker. What do you think of this? No, I think it's excellent. I think it's excellent. I don't use the word genius lightly. Oh. But whoever made this, and I'm not positive it's Adam because I interact with him on, on a regular basis, and I don't, you know, I can't always <laughs> connect these two things. Whoever made this was a genius. Really? Is that good? Yeah, very it's good. very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Excellent. What yeah. makes it good? The body. Is it a unique? Yeah, good, good body, good uh, crisp flavors. Right. Uh, it's very flavorful. No long finish. Yeah. yeah. It's very flavorful. I, mean, I, I got to give it to that. I mean, it's got more going on than normal beer. Uh, yeah, I don't like it when you have that long, long uh, finish on a beer where it kind of clams your mouth. Are these secret coochie recipes or? Uh, kinda, it's not... Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, this was from an attic in Holland next to some tulip bulbs. No, or no, it it, okay. it hasn't been handed down. It's just a <laughs> conglomeration of figuring out, okay, what's a standard malt bill here? What if I tweak a little bit of this? It's going to bring up this profile. It's going to add a little bit of this to it. It's just yeah. You're passionate about your beer. Exactly, it's a master chemistry thing. Is really what beer brewing is. So, <laughs> all right, let's get let's get let's get, get busy with Terrence Riley here. Terrence, for those of you who don't know, yes, sir. Um, Tell us a little bit about you, your family, how you got in the cigar business, you know, why I call you the great white gringo. Uh, well, again, uh, my family, uh, uh, the Casada family, has been in the tobacco industry since the 1880s, uh, late 1800s. Manuel Casada is your uncle? Yes, Manuel Casada. Uh, and uh, his, my great-great-grandfather, his great-grandfather, uh, founded the company. And uh, they were bakers in Cuba originally, and somebody paid a debt with tobacco, and they said, you know, what the heck do we do with this? <laughs> so they started selling it. And in Cuba, they were leaf brokers. They, they bought tobacco and uh, classified it, uh, fermented it, and sold it off to Spain, within Cuba, to the United States. And then uh, when they decided to donate everything to Castro, they relocated to Dominican Republic. And uh, the way I'm involved is 
uh, my father's father was an Irishman from Chicago, where you're from. Good man. Yeah, very great. Was, great he, a cop? was he a cop? His, his father was a cop. Uh, he, he, Irish? He, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was actually, his, his father was actually killed in, uh, in the line of duty as a really? cop. Yeah, my, 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 uh, father, my grandfather's father. Wow. Um, but he was in the... Uh, not much has changed in Chicago. No, no, not much. Yeah, yeah. It's about the same. It's about the same. That was 100 years ago, uh, almost. Um, but uh, he ended up living in Cuba, and he met my grandmother, who was a Casada. And so... Uh, that means your grandfather was a cop almost roughly during the Capone time. My, my, yes, my grandfather's uh, father, my great friend. He was during the, during the 20s. He was wow. The 20s, yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, yeah. In fact, I still have his billy club from then. Really? Yeah, and I have... In fact, I don't even know if it's... Who knows? If it's, I don't know who's listening to this, but I have uh, an, an assassin's pistol. Like uh, it's it's not even a gun. I mean, it doesn't look like a it's gun. One shooter. It's yeah. It's it's just this thing, and you would walk by somebody and go like this and squeeze it. And I mean, you couldn't. I couldn't hit somebody for that far. Right. Away, but you just walk by them and shoot it into the side, and they and they die. And, uh, Bleed out. Yeah, I got it. A couple of things from those days. But, wow. But yeah, he was uh, he was killed. It was a little mysterious. I mean, he was hit by a car, but it was a little you know. So they don't know if uh, you know that was a wild time. Yeah, in Chicago, sure. So. Very, uh, very unusual. So you're you're in school, I imagine college, going to school. Yeah. Any I thoughts you're gonna be working in the cigar industry? No, no, I did not. I, I went, I went at one point spent a summer in the factory and uh, was, I, this, was it like a vacation? Yeah, yeah. I just went. I, you know, I had go been, check it out. I, I went down previously to just uh, to visit, and then you know somehow got talking about you know coming for the summer. I said, oh yeah, what the heck, I'll come down for the summer. Were you smoking cigars at this time? I get, when I would go down there, you know what I mean? I would have one here and there. I really didn't get into it that much. But then when I when I moved down and you start seeing the process, and again, you're around it all the time, I, I began to appreciate what it is. I think like most people, you know, you just you don't really appreciate the process that goes into making Most people have no clue until yeah, they go down there. Exactly. So it, uh, it gave me a real appreciation for it. And then uh, a few years later, there was an opportunity for me to work within the business. Uh, and uh, fortunately, I, I, you know, I took it up and... I'm very thankful to my family for that opportunity. Very, very cool. So you have a cigar that you just started shipping out uh, a couple days ago. Yeah. Why don't you tell us about your new cigar? Casada Reserva Provada. Really, uh, really excited about this. This is something we're taking to the next level. I mean, everybody says, uh, you know, a great cigar, and everyone has a different opinion of what that is. Sure. Uh, But the process that goes into making a great cigar I think is an objective process. You know, you have to age the tobaccos. You have to, it has to be rolled properly, constructed properly. Um, it has to be blended properly. Do you have rollers in your factory that you just know are the better rollers? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Do, do they sit separately? Yeah, they kind of keep them in a different area. Do they really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are the good rollers. Yeah, yeah, they, you know, they pat them on the back. They have, hat, they have hats for them, you know. There's a really? St- no, 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 no. I was going to no. say. No. Everybody else has got a cone-shaped hat yeah, sitting yeah, in the yeah. factory. <laughs> <laughs> they got baseball cats. Everyone That's else has got funny. Them. No, no, no. But but they, you know, obviously we have rollers that are more skilled at certain shapes and things, or have more experience. And those guys, uh, they get paid on these cigars. They're getting paid more because of the uh, with this cigar uh, with the Reserva Provada. We really wanted to concentrate on doing everything possible at every level of production to make sure it's it's the best cigar possible. So we're using cigars in the filler and in the binder that are uh, from 1998. Uh, from our when we were, were uh, during the boom time still, um, every cigar is aged a year. Why do you have filler and binders still from 1998? A cu- for a couple of reasons. Because one of my biggest arguments. No, no, no. Why, it's always the why would you everyone use the tobacco they had back then? Yes, exactly. Yeah. There were so much shortages, and that's always one of my biggest arguments. Everybody was scrambling to find tobacco. Why would there still be tobacco? Well, let me chime in. You know what? One of the things. No, that, go ahead. Join the interview. Please. I might sure. as well. You know, well, answer my you know, question. Listen, listen hey, <laughs> you know, do me a favor. <laughs> listen. Um, 
Pizza the word to... Reserva, the word Limited, the word the Special Edition, all that stuff is it's way overused. Way overused. Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. All right. This tobacco is truly a Reserva Provada. This is a, a reserve that meant a lot to, uh, to Manolo Casado. No, I understand that. You I'm know? just trying to ask him how, what we, what reasoning would there still be tobacco? I was on the way to answering that question. Yeah, I right. know. Well, yeah. well, but I he had wanted to color you know, commentate. Yeah. No, you know, I wanted to make... You know, there's a bull out back. <laughs> I'll make a call. <laughs> no, I just wanted to make that, uh, the correlation that this is something truly special. The tobaccos that are used in this uh, really meant something to the family. This isn't just... The tobaccos weren't used because of a certain reason. And uh, I wanted to make sure that everyone understood that this is truly something special, something that Manolo was uh, reserving for something special, and this is it. So, you know, it's not just a name that's thrown around, like you said. Well, I wasn't way over you. No, 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 I, no, I, I wasn't. No, I was everything was going fine. I'll be honest with you. No, no, there, 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 I appreciate hey, your Where's your, the bull? Passion. Where's the bull? <laughs> hey, John, do me a favor. Get me take, the bull, will you? Take a picture of that new cigar and put it on our K- KMA Facebook page. Is Izzy will show you. Yeah. Um, no, there's a couple of reasons. One is that that was also towards the end of the boom. You have to remember it. Two, my uh, my uncle's father passed away that year, and and uh, the crop was what they call concha pareja, which was uh, it was a unique crop. All the leaves grew, grew uniformly, uh, which doesn't always doesn't happen. happen a lot. Yes. Yeah, uh, especially again with irrigation systems in uh, in other countries that aren't as uh, sophisticated as they are here. Um, so that was one reason. Another reason is that the, these tobaccos are a different style of tobaccos, and we've actually been working with these tobaccos for a while to make to, to make sure that they're highlighted in the blend. So, for instance, uh, they're more uh, noble, more uh, uh, refined. Uh, it's it's a, it's a, it's not a bold flavor, and so we wanted to combine that with something that would that would. Uh, be intense enough for the modern palate. I mean, you can't come out with anything too mild these days because the, the, the modern consumer, I think, is, is a little bit more educated, a little bit more interested in something that has a little bit more intensity. So we finally found a Pennsylvania Lijero uh, that's from, you know, that's from a more recent crop that really intensified the flavors but didn't mute those older tobaccos. Uh, and so that was part of the reasoning as well. It took us a while to, fi- to find a blend that really highlighted those, those older tobaccos. Because it's very easy with, we were putting some Nicaragua in there, we were putting some different Dominican tobaccos in there, and they just blotted them out. And you, all you could taste was the newer tobacco, which you know, defeats the purpose of having an old tobacco if you can't taste it. So those were all part of the reasons that this tobacco hadn't been used previously. Well, if you just joined us, we're here with Terrence Riley of Quesada Cigars. And we're going to have more with Terrence right after this. Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K, the Brewmeister, and Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com. Hey, fools, how about a game of cutthroat? Your funeral? That's my kind of game. Arnold, I hope your pool playing is better than your choice of cigars. Here, try this Rickloose cigar. You're going to need all the help you could get. Hey, don't be stingy. Let me get one of those. Rickloose. Wow, that's a good smoke. Now I can bring my A game. Hey, I think you should stick with that Rickloose cigar and work on your B game because you don't have an A game, and I know a little something about games. Boom. Hey, sucker, go buy yourself a Rickloose cigar and do it today. Voted the number one gentleman's club worldwide. Located on Okeechobee and Military Trail for the sexiest scene in the city. Come see us at the Spearman Rhino, the premier upscale gentleman's club. Get ready to celebrate the good life with the Monte Cristo Social Club Roadshow. Coming soon to a city near you. 
Enjoy world-class premium cigar brands like Monte Cristo, Romeo y Julieta, and H. Upman. Sip on delicious drinks and savor fine foods. You'll also hear an exclusive lecture about crafting premium cigars from the first seeds to hand-rolled masterpieces. Visit MontecristoSocialClub.com slash Roadshow for more information and to reserve your tickets to join in the festivities. Surgeon General's warning, cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. This is Eric Espinoza, and over the years, many cigar aficionados have enjoyed my highly rated brands, 601 Murcielago. In the spirit of continuing improvement, I have purchased my own factory. La Zona, enriched and fertile tobacco region of Esteli, Nicaragua. After almost two decades in the cigar industry, I have created a brand I finally feel is worthy of my name. Espinosa cigars are made with only the finest tobaccos, hand-selected, and aged to perfection. Our cigars are bold in flavor, yet refined to the palate. Look for Espinosa cigars at your nearest fine tobacconist. For more information, visit EspinosaCigars.com. The Oliva Family. The makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available continue in this tradition with the new Oliva Series V Milanio, a full-flavored yet smooth smoke which recently received a 95 rating from Cigar Snob Magazine. So always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and an uncompromising quality. The Oliva Family of Cigars. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Radio. We are broadcasting live from the main cigar lounge at the world-famous Casa Monte Cristo Cigar Bar at the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida. If you're anywhere in the neighborhood, come on down. Stop by. We have fresh Cuban pastries for you and bottomless mimosas and Bloody Marys. Uh, sitting in our studio for our Meet Your Maker segment is Terrence Riley of Casada Cigars. Once again, Terrence, thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your busy schedule and joining us here on Saturday. I'm just living the dream. Living the dream. So, yeah, and Pete Hernandez is here spitting in, sitting in for uh, Miss... For Lady M. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. I, thought, I, thought I brought you... the pastries. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, thought, I thought you went out to go ride the bull. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> he did. He's back. He's going to need a couple of cocktails. Didn't last long. Wow. Bull riding is kind of like your sex life, huh? You know what? <laughs> Short and quick. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. It takes a while to get up there, and then it's over real fast. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I was just completing the joke. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Thank you, job. Terrence. Job, yeah. Drop the mic, walk away. Way to go. That's Aren't you glad you chimed in? Yeah, sure am. <laughs> All right. Before the break, uh, we were talking about your newest cigar, the Casada Limited Reserva. Reserva Pravada. Yes, Reserva Pravada. Um, so uh, this cigar, is, is it one of the highest price point cigars you guys have released? Yeah, it's, it's definitely, the, I think, the highest price point we've What are done. the price ranges it, on the uh, cigar? 13 to 15. Yeah. Uh, so, again, I... Uh, all that time, effort, I think uh, I think people, when they actually smoke it, will see where that went. Uh, again, 
a year of age, that means you got a storm for a year. We had to pay rollers additional uh, fee. You know, sure. The, the, not only the best rollers, but we paid them extra on top of what we would normally pay them to make sure we're getting their best, you know, uh, the absolute top quality that they're capable of. Every single cigar tested, John. So we put a lot into this, and uh, we feel it t- you can taste it. We feel that when you smoke that cigar, you're tasting a cigar with all the, the rich tobacco flavors that only time can provide. And uh, I think I think it's going to be well worth the money. I think. What's the production on this cigar like? It's going to depend a little bit. What we have basically an initial release program because the, the cigars take a year to, to age before we ship. If we ship everything at once, then we don't have anything for a year. So we're we're doing a staggered release. And the initial uh, about 50 shops in the country, Smokin being one of them, have been selected uh, for this program. And at the end of the four months. Uh, we're going to allow it to be opened up a little bit more to those shops uh, as well as some other shops as well. And at that time, based on our commitment levels, we'll see. But we have somewhere between two and a half to, to four years worth of tobacco, depending on, you know, how, how, how it goes. goes. Yeah, exactly. And then it's gone. Yeah, and then it's I mean, there's only some, I mean, it's from 1998. Sure. We'd have to tweak the, I mean, we may do something in the future, but it would be a different blend that we can't, you know. And from what I understand, you're only allocating an X amount per store so they can't even order what they want yeah exactly <laughs> yes yes no uh the way it works is is each shop gets six boxes two of each size per month um uh, for the four-month program and that's and again this is just to control the, we don't want to run out to, to run out basically so because again it takes a year to age if we if, if we sell it too quickly then there's going to be a long time where stores can't get more so this way you're guaranteed every month you're going to get a certain amount they do that here at casa monte cristo in the rare vintage room because it's not easy to find stuff that's limited or rare enough to be put in that room, so they limit the sales because otherwise, you're like, your problem, one guy will come wipe them yeah, all yeah, out. And then, and yeah, then what do you, you got? Empty yeah. shelf space. Yeah, exactly. so, yeah, definitely understand the dilemma. Um, is there anything else new that you guys are working on for the upcoming IPCPR show? For, uh, it's that for time I, of year. Uh, IPCPR, we have some uh, some things going on. Again, Oktoberfest uh, will be back. Uh, again, we have some uh, unique tweaks to that this coming oh, year, boy. which we haven't, uh, you know, uh, refined yet. That's why one of the reasons I was interested in drinking this this fine beverage. To mm-hmm. kind of has, has the movement of Oktoberfest declined over the years? Or has it been steady? It's been very steady for us. It's been uh, it's been consistently. Uh, we sell out every year, so it's well, been. Well, I good think you'd have to say that flattery is the sheerest form of well, copying is the she- biggest form of flattery, something to that extent, right? Because now I keep seeing that people are coming out with these other cigars that are based to pair with beer. There, there's a lot of people not Everybody's going to trying pair. to talk about this, and they're trying to copy what you guys have started and trying to get in on that market and take away the pigeonhole you've built for yourself. Well, again, again you know, uh, the originality is looking at the same old thing in a different way. So mm-hmm. I, I don't like to use the word copy, but if it inspires other people to make stuff that has uh, cigars that are associated with beer, then that's a compliment to us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We, we also have the uh, Casa Magna challenge that's just beginning. Yeah, I saw that. It's a national. This, this is a national campaign you're doing. Yes, yes. We tested certain stores. We tested it with a, a few I, stores I like last the con- year. I like the concept of this. Tell our listeners about your Casa Magna challenge. Ba- basically, one you walk into Humidor and there's so many great cigars, and you know what you 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 like, and to try something different, you're taking a risk because you know if you go buy X Y Z, you're going to enjoy it. If you buy A B C. You may not, and now you've, you know, you've risked your money. So we're so confident that you're going to enjoy a Casa Magna as much as your regular go-to smoke that if you don't, uh, with uh, certain retailers throughout the country, and there's a list on our website to see who's partaking, including smoking, uh, we will buy you that cigar that you were going to smoke originally if you don't enjoy the Casa Magna just as much. That's how confident we are in our product. Up to a certain retail value. Yeah, usually. Yeah, within the like, it depends on the st- the state because with taxes and things, right. usually it's of equal value or within ten you know ten dollars or what depending on what the cost of the cigar is. Right. 
So, yeah, so if you go in and you want to try Casa Magna Cigar and you, you're not happy with it, you guys will buy them their normal favorite cigar. Exactly. And, and uh, is it CasadaCigars.com? What's the website? Yeah, www.CasadaCigars.com. And they can go there and they could check it out and see where's the nearest retailer near them that's participating in this challenge. Exactly. You click on the Casa Magna Challenge. There, it shows the uh, a, a poster with the with the uh, the program, and then it, there's a link where you can click, and it shows all the retailers throughout the country that are partaking. Oh, very cool. Well, we're going to have more with Terrence Riley in hour two. Also ahead in hour two, love is in the air. Yes, the great smoke not only brings great people together, great times from all over the country. Bull riders. Bull riders, expert bull riders, <laughs> but people fall in love. And really? yes, we have a couple here we're going to have them on the air who met. Their first date was at one of the Great Smokes. Really? And they're getting married. So we're going to hear their story right after this. Are you going to officiate? I should. I should. I should. <laughs> we'll bring that up. Right after this. 900 AM, the talk of the Palm Beaches. It's no secret there's a movement in this country to squash the rights of cigar smokers. These busybodies want to impose their will on cigar manufacturers, retailers, and smokers with exorbitant taxes and unfair restrictions. As a cigar enthusiast, you do have a voice in this fight. Cigar Rights of America. CRA is your partner in Washington and all 50 states in the struggle to preserve your rights to enjoy cigars at reasonable prices in traditional settings. For the price of a few cigars, just $35 a year, you can join CRA and support their efforts in your behalf. Join up today on the Smokers' Rights page at thecigarstation.com. The new Romeo Inejo by Romeo y Julieta is crafted with a passion grown through time. Its double-fermented 2008 vintage tobaccos find their perfect companion with a stock-cut dark Connecticut wrapper. Together, they're aged in unique cedar cojones for a bold, sophisticated experience featuring notes of coffee and dark chocolate. Experience the timeless passion of the Romeo Añejo today at your local tobacconist. Surgeon General's warning, cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. Arturo Fuente, the reigning family of premium cigars since 1912, artistically combining old-world traditions and unparalleled craftsmanship with flavorful aged tobaccos, making Arturo Fuente the best-selling premium cigars in America. From the world-renowned Fuente Fuente Opus X to the new line of highly rated Arturo Fuente Rosado Magnum R Series, the Fuente family is proud to offer cigars for every palate. Whether you're a connoisseur or an occasional smoker, discover why only Fuente is Fuente. Duho, Quake, Cuave, and Cucuano. Premium cigars, 100% handcrafted Nicaraguan blend. Consistency, balance, aroma, and strength. Duho, Quake, Cuave, and Cucuano. The closest cigars to perfection. To find your nearest retailer, visit cucubanocigars.com. With the launch of the Siri D, Eddie Ortega has returned to the classic roots of cigar making. Crafted in Nicaragua, the Ortega Siri D is now available in six classic sizes, from the 4.5 by 48 number 6 to the newly released 6 by 60. Available in both a Mexican Maduro and a Habano Rosado wrapper, Ortega cigars will delight and enthrall even the most demanding of cigar smokers. Stop by any smoking location and try an Ortega Siri D today. Ortega cigars, classic cigar sizes for classic smokers. Smokers older than you. 
Christophe Cigars has taken the boutique cigar industry by storm. Made in the spirit of elite Cuban cigar, Christophe allows you to experience the rich flavor and tradition found in the finest Cuban blends. Christophe cigars are made using only the highest quality Habano seed and double fermented premium tobaccos from around the world. With 14 premium hand blends to choose from, mild to full-bodied, Christophe has a blend that is sure to satisfy the most discriminating cigar aficionado. Discover your Christophe today. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Beverly Hills 90210 theme song? Is this a joke? Yeah. Um, it's a joke when you let somebody else do the music for you. Yeah, it's a mistake. <laughs> uh, what possessed you to play 90210? Well, Jason was telling me that uh, it was in honor of Lady M, but therefore he never uh, preps for the show, so he had no clue she was going to be on. <laughs> no, nah, I had no clue either. All right. I I don't even think she likes Beverly Hills 90210. That was bad. I don't cool think she knows what Beverly Hills 90210 Probably not. Not the original. No. Well done, Colin. Nice job. Of course. Hey, we were, you, you don't know, but right before the break, Terrence was commenting on who picks the music coming back from the intros. I'm like, it's Colin, man. He always does a great job. I mean, I've sent him stuff over the years. It's all good stuff. And then you come out with 90210 yeah. right after that. You well blew done. It. Well, like, I did the first like two. <laughs> <laughs> Shake it off, Terrence. Yeah. Shake it off. Everybody gets one bad one. All right. This is an interesting story. I like good stories. And uh, on the phone with us, we have Mike and Cindy. Mike and Cindy, welcome. You're on Kiss My Ash Radio. Hey, hey, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. Now, you guys are calling in from where exactly? Charleston, South Carolina. South Carolina. Okay. So, Mike and Cindy, it's come to our attention that you guys are getting married. Uh, Cindy, when is the wedding date? Saturday, May 2nd. May 2nd is the wedding date. Okay. Now, you guys, from what I understand, you had your first date at the Great Smoke. What year was that, Mike? That was last year. The 2014 Great Great Smoke. Last year's Great Smoke, 2014. Now, share with our listeners, if you don't mind, Cindy, how did you get convinced to go on a first date at a cigar? (laughs) Well, Mike is very convincing. I'm going to imagine... I'm going to imagine for a lot of people that might be a turnoff. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, we've been chatting for a while via Facebook and Skype, and he had an extra ticket, and he says, hey, do you want to go? I was like, yeah, sure, but I need my own hotel room. You know, I'm not the kind of girl. Good girl. Uh, Good girl. So he said, mm-hmm. sure. And, you know, we, I, I took the train to Charleston. He picked me up from the station, and we drove down to Florida, and I figured... If I can stand nine hours in the car with this man, it's going to work out. Wow, that's a good way. To, that's yeah, a good yeah. way to learn for, learn about somebody. Well said. Wow. Now, were you a cigar smoker at the time? 
Yes, I mean, I've been smoking since 93. Okay. And, and Mike, was this, was this your first great smoke that you came to last year? No, my first great smoke is uh, 2009 or 10, I think. I came out, I just finished uh, a deployment, and I called you guys and uh, emailed you. Izzy hooked me up with some cigars when I was deployed and gave me a great deal on them. And then I uh, got back right before the great smoke, drove down from Charleston, and then I met Marvin Samuel, and he introduced me to everybody, and I was a big fan of uh, smoking ever since. Well, well, I have to ask, Mike, and, you know, now that you're getting married, you know the truth can be put on the table. Did you have an extra ticket, or did you buy an extra ticket for Cindy? <laughs> I had an extra ticket to begin with. I knew it was going to bring somebody. and uh, But see, I, I was the first to buy the tickets. I was actually uh, still deployed, um, and I bought the tickets, I think, in November or December, whenever they first came on sale. And I asked you guys to hold them because I was still deployed because I didn't want them delivered to the Middle East. And then, sure. so, <laughs> Good call. Um, so I, uh, so I, I talked to her. We were, we're part of a group up in New York, a big group that smokes cigars all the time. That's how we met, and just online. So I said, hey, you want to, for our first date, you want to come down? I picked her up, and about five cigars later, from Charleston to uh, West Palm Beach, we were in love. Wow. So you actually bought a ticket just figuring you were going to bring somebody, but you didn't know who. And I didn't know who it was at the time. Nope. Wow. So, so you know, Cindy, you're you're on your way down. You're driving with this guy. Anything weird? Any story? At, at any point, you say, "Oh, I need to get out of this car." <laughs> what have I gotten myself yes. into? Did that cross your mind at all? Well, yeah. Well, it was a, I had a little game plan in my mind. I said, you know, if he turns out to be some psycho, as soon as he stops for gas, I'm getting the hell out the car. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I'm gonna make a run for it because he's crazy. I mean. And it was so funny. My my coworker, she was like, "Okay, you're going down to Florida with this guy. Uh, I want his phone number. I want his address. I want his social security number, just in case you end up missing." So you know, I also had friends of mine who were like, "Okay, just in case if something happens, you know how to contact this guy." But you know, surprisingly, for the whole trip, not one bell went off, not one red flag. Um, it was almost like we had known each other before. It was just so comfortable. Wow. So you're at the Great Smoke, you're having a great time. It's it's over now. You're driving back up to Charleston. He drops you off at the train station. What's going on in your heads? Are either one of you saying that we're going to get married someday? I don't know about the marriage part, but I, I, I did get a little teary-eyed, and I thought, wow, I can't let this guy go. i got, I got to hold on wow. to him. He's, he's, he's definitely a keeper. I mean, he was in, a a gentleman the entire trip. Yeah, I knew. I knew. So, I knew. <laughs> yeah, he knew. I was like, okay, this is going to be fun. But he knew. He knew. So, so what happened now? You go back to, uh, where were you originally from, New Jersey? No, I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. Okay, so you're, 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 you go back to Brooklyn, and I, I assume that, uh, Mike, you're in South Carolina at this point. How often are you guys seeing each other after this? Uh, after after the Great Smoke, about every two weeks, she was actually working in D.C. She's from Brooklyn, but she's working for a university in D.C. So every two weeks, I would go to D.C. and or she would come to Charleston. We did that for a while until June at my retirement ceremony, and that's when I popped the question at my retirement ceremony, my military wow. retirement. 
Well, congratulations, and, and Mike, uh, thank you so much for your service. Everyone here in the room oh, thanks, show deeply, has deep appreciation for what you and the great service people of our country do for us. Um, so, I really appreciate so that. Are you, guys get, are, are you guys getting married? Where are you guys getting married? Uh, we're getting married on a farm in New Jersey, in Franklinville, New Jersey. There's a, there's a great group called PAC that uh, finds uh, homes for people, servicemen's dogs, while they're deployed. So these guys jumped wow. and volunteered to take my dogs within two weeks. I drove up to Jersey, dropped them off, deployed for six months, came and picked them out. So now we're going to get married on the same farm my dog state. They said we can do it for free, and they're going to marry us. So it's going to work out great. That's very cool. And where's our, where's the uh, new home of Mike and Cindy going to be? Is it going to be in South Carolina or New York? Well, South Carolina for now. I just got a job here uh, for a couple of years. Cindy works for the same university um, yeah, I, yeah I, I got lucky when I when when Mike proposed. I put in my resignation. And my boss was like, "No." I'm like, "What do you mean, no? I got the ring. I got to move." So we made a deal for me to telework from home. So oh, very cool. we'll be here for a while. Uh, we, we'd love to work our way down your way. Uh, we're looking at New York, South Florida, um, or out west somewhere. Well, I mean, we're open to anything. But, you know, we got, as long as we can be around a fellow cigar smokers, that's what we're looking for. Very good, very good. Any any plans for little pitter-patter feet in the near future? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It happens. It happens. If it happens, it happens. Well, you guys got to let us know because now that we have a first, you know, great smoke wedding under our belt, we, we need to have a first great smoke baby, so. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, that'd be great. Right. Oh, no, the pressure's on. Okay. <laughs> well, listen, congratulations. On. Congratulations. It's a great story. I love the fact you guys' first date was at the Great Smoke. Um, hopefully, uh, we'll do a little party for you next year at the Great Smoke if you guys come on down. And uh, we wish you all the happiness in the world, guys. Sounds great. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, guys. Best of luck. Congratulations. Pretty cool, huh? Thank Thank you. Neat stuff, man. Yeah. Neat stuff. Um, yeah, you can it's a tearjerker. Some, you know? you can, well, yeah. Actually, Lady M did cry. Yeah, no, think <laughs> about it. the story, she did but, cry. But the whole thing with the train, like they get up, I'm thinking like in the old old West movies or something mm. where the person's waiting Pick at the train, train station, station, they come out and their head out the window. Can you, you know? imagine nine yeah. hours in a car with somebody you've never met? I can barely be nine hours in a car with people I know. I hate being on a plane for three hours next to people I don't know. <laughs> I, have to, I have to drive with, with this guy for, for like two, three hours. I almost jump out the car. A lot of drive throughs Good time. I, I actually have a, if we have time, I have oh, a great story. Oh, go ahead, oh. shoot. We got time. We, we got that, plenty of time. I'll be here next story. We'll Pete, skip the commercials. Everyone, let me just preface this by saying Pete is an amazing guy. <laughs> love him to death. Because I haven't killed I him. The oh, wow. This is, this so, is he, 10 he must miles know where the story is going. So, so we're, we're up in, uh, I think it's Tampa. We're in Tampa. Palm right? Harbor. Palm Harbor, yeah. And we're up there. And, you know, as usual... We have nothing booked for a hotel or anything yet because we never know where we're going to be, you know, be with, with uh, our dear friend Pete here. And so around, you know, and he's, you know, has a couple martinis and he's feeling good and he's oh, having a great time. That's when he's at his best. Oh, that's, mm. that's when he's, you know, he, he, he's buzzing. That's when, you know, he's at his peak level. Yeah. He, was, he was running out, you know, right below the red line. That's you know? where he came and got me right before he got on the bull. He <laughs> <laughs> you got to go watch me run the bull. You promise. Yeah. Like, I got to be on stage right now. I'm five minutes late. I think he was right about that. Oh. He should have been there. But uh, Thank God we got on tape. <laughs> so... Finally, I'm like, you know, maybe we should, it's getting around, like, you know, 
midnight, and I'm like, maybe we should look for a hotel. Maybe we should have a hotel. And he goes, no, yeah, okay, don't worry about it. We have hotels.com or whatever. So he looks it up, and that night, for some reason, I don't know if there's a convention, but every hotel is like three, yeah, 300 bucks or bucks or whatever. So he's like, don't worry about it. We'll drive, we'll drive down to like Naples, and we'll get a hotel down there or someplace. Fort Myers, Naples, I can't remember where it is. It was the beginning of spring break, yeah. and hotels were ridiculous. Right, who's telling the story here? Who's telling the story? All right, sorry. Okay. Yeah, that's why I thought. And uh, so we're driving back, and we're on, and again, if you're on like Alligator at 75 or Alligator, whatever it is. Alligator Alley. Yeah, Alligator Alley. And there's, there's nothing there. It's dark. There's nothing. The worst you're, place yeah, to be. Yeah, you're driving. And he starts, you know, doing, the, yeah, doing the old, you know, yeah. <laughs> which is not promising when you're going 70 you miles an hour. Him. You, know? you have to feed him. You have to give him food when yeah, he starts yeah, doing yeah, that. Yeah, well, we, we did, but then we ran out. Like 2 o'clock know? in the morning. Yeah, yeah, was, <laughs> so we get about, we, we, we're coming to a rest stop in the middle of nowhere. He's like, I got to sleep, man. I got to go to sleep. So we pull over to the rest stop, puts the seat back. He's like, we're staying here tonight. So I slept at a rest <laughs> no, stop. No, you didn't. Yes. And, and, he, and, he, and he's, he's, he snores and, and, and speaks in his sleep. So I'm laying there. <laughs> Number one, I'm a pretty tall guy. I'm a pretty tall guy. So sleeping in a car not is not ideal. No. It's not no, ideal for not me. not at all. So I'm sitting there in my chair, lean back. Well, this guy, out, out cold, and I hear him. <laughs> Johnson, <laughs> you didn't record this? I <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's kind of like when you see, it's like if a dinosaur walked in here, I'd be so shocked that like, I don't know if I'd be able to get my phone out in time. You know, it's like, it, it was just so shocking. So I spent the night at, at a rest stop in the middle of God knows in the swamp with, with our dear friend, Peter. That's Nettis. scary. So, there you go. I, never uh, a dull moment. Yeah, never I'm, a dull moment. I'm a weird never. sleeper. Yeah. I, yeah, I, Try I, sleeping in a car. You'll really be a weird I, sleeper. I, I did something once. I had to look it up online to see how common it was. It's actually a very common thing and no one has an explanation for it. But, one night I fell asleep in the middle of my living room, you know, and, you know, it was like two in the morning. And, you know, when you got kids yeah. that are young, nah, like yeah. two and this, you know, when they jump on you or they, the first thing they go is your mommy daddy button. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. They, I have to teach them, no, this is yeah, a no yeah. hit zone here, you yeah, know, because they want to jump and that's, you know, right between no, your legs. I, I got a three-year-old. So I'm, I'm passed out on the Probably couch. Sterile. I'm out like a light and next thing I know, I get hit in the nuts so <laughs> bad. I wake up in shock. I'm pissed. Hey! I'm looking around the room. There's nobody in the room. <laughs> now, I'm in pain, so I know I got hit in the nuts. And there's nobody in the room. So, I don't know. I, You know, I, I, I said I've been dreaming, but, man, I'm, I, I feel the pain, you know. Let it go. Finally, it comes out. And my wife tells me about this, and I still don't believe it until she gets me doing this on tape. When I sleep, my arms just raise. You, yeah. You did to yourself? I'm sleeping on the couch. This happens all the time. She got it on video. This is what my arm will do. I'll be sleeping and it'll go like this. <laughs> it'll just hang up there and then just out of the blue it'll go. <laughs> and I ended up cracking myself in the nuts when it came down. That's how I woke up. But I have it on tape. If I can find the video. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They got, I, my arm, I'll just be sleeping. My arms will just go like this. So you, you did it, it to yourself. It, 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 yeah, it could be up there for 30 seconds, a minute, and then it'll just shut off and just drop at full speed. <laughs> and it's the weirdest thing in the world. Is it, this, it is it like always your left arm or something? I don't right know. Arm, I think yeah. it's my right arm, right but arm, it could yeah. be both. But yeah. I looked it up online. They say some people think What's it's... What's it called? I forgot. Armitis? But, but no, it's they, they, there's some theories that it's connecting to the universal form. But it's, it's just weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's common. There's actually... Boards and websites about people who have this problem. It's it's very weird. Connected to the universe. But yeah, I mean, who does this? What is this? You know. But yeah, that's I have a sleeping weird 
disorder. I don't talk in my sleep. I just crack myself in the nuts. Well, I, anyway. It can't, it can't all be glory. It's strange. Not at all. All right. After the break, we're going to find out if uh, Pete Hernandez or Terrence Riley, we don't know which, is going to be smarter than a stripper and have more with Pete Hernandez and Terrence Riley of Quesada Cigars. Follow us on Twitter at KissMyAssRadio. Yes, it's mandatory. The recently released Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage is an extremely rare blend of Perdomo's finest and most cherished 12-year-old fillers, binders, and wrappers. Bale-aged for 10 years and then barrel-aged in bourbon barrels for an additional two years, these exquisite Nicaraguan tobaccos are bursting with rich, complex flavors. Offered in Connecticut Sun-Grown or Maduro, each Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage pairs extremely well with the finest Scotch whiskeys, bourbons, and other fine spirits. Available at only 250 authorized tobacconists worldwide, the Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage is a must-have for every cigar enthusiast. Truly bold cigars like a good story. Perfectly crafted throughout, and you never want it to end. Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Are you looking for a new out-of-the-box, ready-to-smoke go-to cigar? Then look no further than Boutique Blends. Boutique Blends offers a wide variety of strengths, profiles, and sizes to appease even the staunchest aficionado. Crafted from the finest in small-batch Dominican tobaccos, Boutique Blends has a cigar to satisfy all taste profiles. From the highly rated and acclaimed Aging Room Quattro, the new Aging Room Maduro, or the Swag Puro Dominican, find the highly rated Boutique Blends cigar at your nearest tobacconist today. Honest Abe here, and let me tell you, undeniably, there's only one premium handcrafted stick that's 100% different than any other. True Estate's Acid. It's so wildly different that it's difficult to describe in words. Sweet, herbal, botanical, earthy, delectable, and on and on. They keep its unique infusion process a total secret, and with good cause, because everyone would copycat this unique cigar if they knew how. Guys love it, girls love it, and the people you smoke it around love it. Everyone loves Acid Cigars. Keeping Cuba's most coveted traditions for three generations, the legend continues with San Latano. With signature blends by A.J. Fernandez, available in a smooth and creamy Connecticut, a hearty, rich San Andreas box press, Maduro, and a robust, full-bodied Habano. A.J. Fernandez continues the legacy with his new creation, the prestigious San Latano Oval. Using ultra-premium aged tobacco that takes a whole new shape and balance, the San Latano Oval is now available in both a Maduro and Habano wrapper. Visit your local tobacconist today and ask for San Latano Cigars by A.J. Fernandez. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K, the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Give me love, give me heart and 
Welcome back, folks. Honest Abe here. My gang, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and sitting in for the lovely love at Lady M, world-class bull rider extraordinaire, Pete Hernandez. I, I got a memo from the uh, Bull Riding Hall of Fame. They're uh, looking <laughs> at your application, but they don't. doesn't look promising. Listen, yeah, well. what I do have to say is, being the person that I am, as soon as that video edit was done and clipped, I emailed it to literally everybody. Every, everybody. Yeah, everybody. In the industry. You know who got the biggest kick out of your bull ride? Who? Jeff Borschwitz. Yeah. I actually ran into <laughs> yes, him. Yes, he did. I actually yeah. ran into him after Disney World. He says he watches it every day. He yeah. dies laughing. Yeah. So right. your, your incident brought joy and happiness to a lot of people in this industry. You know, it's what I'm here for. I'm a giver. Can the, we get it up at the IPCPR? And like, I will. During, I'm like, going to bring the a video, during, yes. Like, the we'll bring opening it on, breakfast. We'll bring it like on an MP3. Yeah. Um, I, you know, <laughs> the best text which I got from your brother it's just a simple line. He's ruined the family name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right, Pete. It's time to challenge you once again. Since you, since you cowered out of the Pete contest, we're going to see if you could uh, challenge Mr. Straven here to see if you are smarter than a dominatrix. <laughs> nice dress. Thanks. Have you bought it at Versace? Oh, yeah, Versace. I love Versace. <laughs> Me too. It's time to find out if you're... Smarter than a stripper. You gotta make a new intro for that. Just your voice part. The rest is okay. All right, here we go. Now, if you weren't paying attention last week, um, Dominatrix Raven here paddled uh, both our producer and Adam Kay, and he still got a welt from last week. Oh, yeah. Whenever it gets cold, my right cheek does feel a little something. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Raven, are you ready? Yeah. I, I have I have full confidence in you, Raven. Here we go. Question number one. What is the numeric value of the Roman numeral XIX? So you can write it down if you want. XIX, you have to write it down. What does that number mean? X, I, today, today, come on, man. XIX. XIX, how big are you on the Super Bowls? Yes. I need to know what that Roman numeral number is. Peter, have you written, Peter, written anything down Raven's yet? got an answer already, ready to go. Okay, what do we have here? Number is 19. You both got it correct. Oh. Yes. score? I got the score, yes. Okay. Yeah, blank page. There we go. One to one. One one. Question number two. In what habitat would you find the meerkat? A meerkat. In what kind of habitat would you find a meerkat? If you need the definition of the word habitat, we will tell you, Pete. <laughs> a prairie? That's a habitat. You can write a prairie. Okay. Um, wait. Do you know how to spell it? Okay. What do we have here? I put the savanna in Africa. Oh, that, that could savanna. be correct, actually. Yeah, that is correct. Flatlands? No, it's a desert. Desert, but that's, oh, desert. Sav- you know. Savanna, desert. I- Sahara? <laughs> I was thinking Sahara. Well, a savanna. Is the grassy plain? Yeah. yeah. Is savanna, what's savanna? Grassy plain? What? what? We will accept that. You, you say yes? We will accept that. What is what exactly is a savannah? It was a desertess, and she's definitely right. Yeah. Okay. Yes, two to one. It's more like dry grass. You got it. Uh, That's what I meant. That's not what I meant. That's what I meant. Did you watch Little House on a Prairie? Nice green yeah. grass. Well. Okay, here we go. An isosceles triangle. Oh, God. For those of you who excelled in geometry. <laughs> Has how many equal sides? Two. Oh. 
Nicely done. Two is the right answer. Raven still with a three to two lead. Okay. Three questions. She hasn't missed yet. Who served as a guide and interpreter for the Lewis and Clark expedition? Who Don't served? Worry. There you go. Right as a all guide. Down. She is furiously writing right okay. away. Spelling doesn't count. Don't worry. I don't He's know got how to spell P- that name. Pete Hernandez has a death stare going on right no, now. I, I, Let's go. Write something down. Time, time's ticking. He you looks like he's at a buffet trying right, to figure out what down. to get on his first plate. She was also the first $1 bill. No. Coin. Also. I put Sacagawea. Sacagawea. <laughs> Whatever spell it. You are going to lose to a dominatrix, sir. Hey, about What's the score, Adam? It is 4-2 to two in wow. favor of Mistress Raven. Brutal. Mount Everest. Oh. <laughs> Mount Everest is located on which continent? That kind of makes it easy. Continent. Continent. What so. continent? There's only seven of them, which my daughter, six-year-old daughter, knows all of them. Yep. <laughs> pick one. Just pick one of the continents. Hold on. You, let's see what she says. Is she right? I'm, no, 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 no. I'm thinking. <laughs> we are, unfortunately, on a time. Three seconds, girl. No, no, no. Yes. I don't know. Pick one of the seven continents that you know. It's one out of seven. Um, you don't know. I think uh, down under. Okay. Shh. Peter. <laughs> no. no. Okay. Asia is correct. Peter got one back. All right, here we go. Next question. What U.S. city is home to the Metropolitan Museum of Art? The Metropolitan Museum of Art. Looking for a city. You're doing so well, girl. Come on, just keep going. All right, pick a city. Pick any city in the U.S. where you think a nice big museum would be. Okay. <laughs> New York City is correct. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> I was like guessing. <laughs> what does the D.C. in Washington, D.C. stand for? Uh, that one. I got that one. <laughs> All right. She is writing right away. Peter looks... can't see, but Peter's yeah, trying to do it here. But, but that's uh, right. Right. District of Columbia. <laughs> All right. Six five. What is the Peter's imaginary line that runs around the center of the Earth called? Oh God. <laughs> Peter looks a little. Uh, he was writing it. Don't show your answer. Yeah, until no, he wait, wait, it. yeah just wait. But he was writing the equator. Yeah, I'll tell you when to flip the boards. All right, they both got that right. What's the score? Seven to six. Two Mr. questions Raven left. Still one ahead. What is the first name? Of the U.S. President Garfield. Oh. What was Garfield's first name? If you don't get this one right, you can't win. She gets it right. There are 45 presidents. What'd you write? What is that? John. John Garfield. No. No. James Garfield. Here's your last chance to tie. Otherwise, you lose again. (laughs) (laughs) Are you ready? Ready. Make it a cigar question. What are the chances of rolling a three oh, God. on a dice? What are the odds of rolling three on a dice? Yeah, that's why we didn't have you on here. On, on a die. On a die. Sorry. On a, on a die. On a die. Okay. On one die, what's the odds? What's the odds of rolling a three? Is. 
<laughs> okay. Come on. <laughs> what do you have there? Uh, is it's it, time. Is it one to two? I don't know. One, one to six. One chance out of six uh, chances on a die. It's a tie, John. We need a tiebreaker. Oh, really? Make you your cigar question. A tie question? He didn't have one. Our producer who gets paid for doing nothing. How much do you get paid? <laughs> Too much. Nothing. I give up. <laughs> Which, I know the answer. You don't have to write it. Yep. Which is the closest planet to the sun? Oh, God. I need an answer. Remember, Pluto is still not a planet. Which is the closest planet to the sun? I know. Wait, wait. <laughs> Let's wait for Peter to see if he can write something. You know the tiebreaker. I didn't spell it Mercury. Right. I thought you said you had tiebreakers ready. Where's the other one? Oh, give me your thoughts. Come on. We're on the air, dude. Live. Here, here's, this is a reason why you need to have a good producer for your show, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. This is what bad producers do. I'm docking, it's sitting in for. I'm, uh, I'm this docking, is why he would need to be paddled again. Is, uh, yeah, I'm docking. I'm docking your pay this week, just so you know. Here we go. Who was the second president? The second president of the United States. Uh, <laughs> no help from the peanut gallery, please. Waiting for an answer. Get one ready. Pete is thinking, trying to garner an answer. Raven looks a little perplexed. I don't have it. You're going to let him win? Yeah. John Adams. Saving grace in triple overtime. Pete Hernandez, you took a major lead. You started off super strong, Mr. Raven. Well done. Well done, beautiful. Well done. Nicely done. Boy, you feel good now, don't you? I feel freaking great. (laughs) (laughs) She's pretty smart for a stripper. (laughs) Dominatrix. Dominatrix. Worse. Oh, sorry. Don't, I wouldn't piss her off. I'm not trying to. Do if I she get had her paddle? I do I get? Do I get to paddle you. her now? No. What do I get? I would make her paddle you right now. You get a high five. That's it. That's it. Yep. All right. In our next segment, we're going to speak, speak to David Mercats, author of Wrongfully Charged. Very interesting story. Stay tuned. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. You're listening to Kiss My Ass Radio. Named after the most interesting man in the cigar world, the Nestor Miranda Special Selection is carefully made in Esteli, Nicaragua. Using only the finest Nicaraguan Habano wrapper, the cigar is oily to the touch and is second to none in construction. Available in both a dark, spicy, sweet Oscuro wrapper and a bold, full-bodied Rosado wrapper. For the tobacconist nearest you offering Nestor Miranda cigars, visit MiamiCigarAndCompany.com. Buying a home is the biggest investment you face. Choosing the right company to help makes all the difference. Property Transfer Services is a fully licensed professional title company that has been serving Florida, New Jersey, and the entire East Coast for over 22 years. Our team of experienced licensed title officers are here to work with the seller, buyer, realtor, builder, and bank to make sure that every transaction is a success. For more information on how Property Transfer Services can help you, call Michael Rath at 561-691-5941. Again, that's 561-691-5941. Property Transfer Services is the official sponsor of The Great Smoke. Trill, Cabarete, Cuellar. Yes, Trill, Cabarete, and Cuellar. I said Trill, Cabarete, and Cuellar. Get these cigar brands in your head because they are great and here to stay. So do yourself a favor. Go to your local retailer and say Trill, Cabarete, and Cuellar. 
I need to try these now. Top-rated cigars from Villager Cigars. It's a movement. For more information or to find a retailer near you, visit VilligerCigars.com. Voted the number one gentleman's club worldwide. Located on Okeechobee Military Trail for the sexiest scene in the city. Come see us at the Spearmint Rhino, the premier upscale gentleman's club. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the Silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit DiamondCrown.com. Placeres Reserva, a beautiful box-pressed cigar boasting a dark, oily Nicaraguan Habano wrapper and bold Nicaraguan and Honduran long fillers with a Costa Rican binder for excellent flavors. With a premium blend of chocolate, wood, and coffee, this medium-bodied cigar is complemented with pepper, cocoa, spices, and a hint of sweetness with a long, lingering finish. Placeres Reserva shows off how proper blending and aging tobacco make for a well-rounded, satisfying cigar. Placeres Reserva, presented by Coots. To find a tobacconist nearest you, please visit Coots.com. That's K-U-U-T-S dot com. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K, the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. I was walking down the street when out the corner of my eye I saw a pretty little thing approaching me. She said, I never seen a man. Well, not a 70 pack. What is it? Uh, there ain't no rest to the wicked. Uh, Welcome back, folks. Honest Steve here. Broadcasting live from the main cigar lounge. The world famous Casa Monte Cristo Cigar Bar. Right in the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida. I'm here with my gang, Adam K. Sitting in for the lovely lady. I'm his trivia champion extraordinaire. Pete Hernandez. Thank you very much. All right, up ahead is a very interesting guest. David Murkatz is an author in Coconut Creek. Until 2013, David Murkatz made his living as a locksmith in Coconut Creek, Florida. Life, he thought, was pretty good. While there were some trademark issues with his business, he was making a living and enjoying his life. But all that changed in August of 2013 when police arrested David and charged him and his two fellow locksmiths with a host of crimes ranging from money laundering to petty theft. David, you're on Kiss My Ash Radio. Welcome. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thanks for being on. Your, your book 
which is titled Wrongfully Accused, Look, a Look at the Legal System. Tell us a little bit about your story and, and what exactly happened with you. Okay. Basically, uh, I've been a locksmith for 35 years, and I moved down to the South Florida area in uh, 1983. And when I came down to Florida, I was amazed that there was no licensing regulations of any kind. So that means anybody's a locksmith. There's no test. There's no license. There's no fingerprinting. So anybody can come down here and say they're a locksmith and just pick up a screwdriver and go to a house and change a lock. And the business was doing very well until the big box stores started opening and selling, you know, the locks for next to nothing. And then the yellow pages started slowly to disappear. So where we would usually get our business from the yellow pages being with a big ad, then it went to the online advertising which started off to be very reasonable, and then with all the locksmiths going on to the online, it started to cost a fortune just to even attract any business. So what we wound up doing in 2005 is um, we checked with uh, three different attorneys, a criminal attorney, a trademark attorney, and a civil attorney before we did any of the things that we were going to do. And what we did is we put up like five or six websites with several, several different names. And some of them were similar than other locksmiths that have been around for 20 and 30 years, larger companies. For example, if your company was ABC Lock Shop and Security Center, we registered with the state of Florida the name ABC Locksmith, which was similar. And if they didn't like it, they didn't have to accept it. They could have said, you know, it's too close and, you know, they denied it, but they registered it and they gave us approval. And our websites, when we put them next to each other, looked nothing like the other companies. So they weren't deceptive in any way. In fact, on the bottom of the website, there actually was a link and a disclaimer saying we weren't the other company with a link to their website. So we covered our bases. Yeah, well, we didn't want to be deceptive, but, you know, there's no question what we did wasn't nice, and we were trying to, you know, infringe on people and get jobs from everybody to try to make some money. And we did it for seven years without a problem. In 2013, actually in February, what happened was there is one company in West Palm Beach that does all the work for the police station and all the town of Palm Beach. So I guess he got aggravated, and he called one of his friends there, and they decided to uh, make this into a criminal matter. So they gave us a call in February of 2013, and one of the independent contractors that works for several companies, we gave him the call, and it was to come out and re-key a lock, change the cylinder so the old key wouldn't work anymore. And when he got done, he put the lock back on the door. He had them try the keys. Everything was great. And they paid him for the job in cash. And as he walked out the door... They knocked him to the ground and said, you're under arrest for burglary of an occupied dwelling, grand theft, and impersonation. And that's how it began. What burglary? Well, under Florida, their basis for the burglary charge is on a shoestring. Basically, what they said was, you opened up the door because you thought they were the other company which is a nonsense charge, and it never would have stood up in front of a jury. But meanwhile, he's in jail without bond for burglary, because that's a dangerous, you know, it's a felony. It's a life felony. So he can't even bond out of jail without seeing a judge and going through a whole rigmarole. He finally bonded out of jail, but it didn't end there. 
That was just the beginning. How much, how much time did each of you actually spend in jail? Uh, well, he spent uh, probably a day till he could, you know, see a judge and they, they issued a bond. And then the second guy got a telephone call from the same detective, and he said to him, a couple of days later, we'd like you to come in for an interview. And I told him I do interviews over the phone. I would not have gone down there because, unfortunately, the police are allowed to lie during the course of their investigation. But he didn't listen to me. And he went for the interview, and an hour into the interview, they handcuffed him and charged him with burglary of an occupied dwelling, grand theft, and impersonation. Same thing. He got transported to the Palm Beach County uh, Jail, and he sat there for a day and a half till he made bonds. Now, when it came to me, months went by. Didn't hear a thing. I knew sooner or later I was going to hear something, because after all, I was one of the owners, and I was the one that erected those websites. So I retained an attorney to have them, you know, ready in case something happened. And my attorney called up the detective, and he wanted me to come in for an interview also. And I told him, I don't do interviews. I do interviews on the phone. If you want to talk to me, I'm glad to talk on the phone. Or you could drive to Broward County, and I'll be glad to talk to you here. And he didn't like that. So a couple of months went by, and I got a phone call in August of 2013 from my attorney, and he said, I have bad news for you. I said, what's the problem? He said, there's a bench warrant for your arrest for three felonies. I said, okay, what are the charges? We, we don't know what they are. Well, that doesn't do well with me. The only good news was is that the detective didn't actually come down to Broward to execute the warrant. And, you know, you know how they normally, they can just come and break your door down and take you out in front of your family. So he warned me yeah. and he gave me a chance to surrender. So what I did was I contacted a good friend of mine in the bail bonds department in Fort Lauderdale. And bail bondsmen today have electronic access to everything. They're better than attorneys. So he was able to find out what the charges were, which was organized scheme to defraud, money laundering, and impersonation. And he said he's going to do some research and he'll get back to me. And he got back to me and he told me the bond will be $19,500. I said, okay. So I met with him and I filled out all the paperwork so I'd be prepared so that when I finally decided the next morning to do a uh, voluntary surrender at the jail, he had all the paperwork already done. So after surrendering myself, about two hours after that, they called my name and told me what the charges were, which I was aware of. And as soon as they read you the charges, it's electronically put into the system, and he was able to just press a button, and the system knew that the bond was made. And within three hours, 2.30 in the afternoon, I was released and, dro- and took a cab and went home. But that was just the beginning. That's just the arrest process. That's what basically happened. How long, yeah, how long did this whole trial go through? Well, there was no trials, okay? Wow. You know, there never was going to be any trials because obviously they knew this was a civil matter. Happens every day. Companies come out with a product or a service, and somebody infringes or changes it around, and they sue them. There's no reason to arrest anybody. Otherwise, every single day that you turn on the news, somebody would go to jail for stealing an idea. You hear it with the cell phone companies every day. 
Yeah, but so, usually it's uh, handled with lawyers. It's not handled with police and arrests. Right. That's, that's what they wanted to teach us a lesson. You know, after all, you know, uh, we did it to one of their friends, and they all got together, and they, you know, they tried to teach us a lesson, and they did. It cost a lot of money. You know, win or lose, that's one of the things I wrote in the book. Win or lose in a trial or if the charges are dismissed, you still pay for all your fees. Nobody comes and says, here's your money back. So that's the problem so with I, the, the criminal justice system, which needs to be changed someday. But up to right now, you're a loser even if you're a winner. Now, the, uh, so the, the, the thing worked out pretty well in the end after everybody spent a fortune, um, you know. But I was so upset with what happened, I had to write a book and teach people, you know, how the whole system works from the time you get arrested, how you can bond out of jail without seeing a judge, and all the tricks of the trade, if you want to call it that. How to get a, a you know, a seal or an expunge from your record if you have something on there, how to get it removed. I made it a very educational book. Wow. Was there any um, countersuits or anything filed against for any wrongful accusations or is that not possible well you know that's the problem you can't you can't sue for wrongful prosecution because you have to prove that they did it with malice and you know as far as they were concerned they didn't now the uh, two guys that were involved all charges were wound up dismissed against them at the end okay where they went through hell because you got to remember when they arrest you those charges are not the formal charges that the state files they review it, and they have a choice. They can up-file it, down-file it, or keep them. And the interesting thing was, on the two guys, they dismissed the impersonation charge, which I found very interesting. That would be the charge I thought that they would keep. Those charges were not filed. They did keep the burglary of the occupied dwelling and the grand theft. And in my case, when they filed, they also interestingly enough, dismissed the impersonation charge, and they kept the money laundering and organized scheme to defraud charge. So, you know, it was a long, it was a long drawn-out process, um, but in my case, they were reluctant to drop all the charges because you have you to still- understand the state spent on this case from December of 2012 until August of 2013. It was an eight-month investigation. They hired forensic experts. The cost, I can't imagine what it cost them for this. You would have thought it was a murder trial. I was the front page of the paper in August of 2013 in the Sun Sentinel. Wow. Are you currently still a locksmith? Do you still practice? No, I, I got out of the business because I'm doing very well with the book that just was released a couple of weeks ago. I'm getting calls, a lot of interviews, and I'm working on a second book. And I'm really helping a lot of people that, you know, ran into these same things. Every Today was another day I turned on the news, and they just released somebody from jail that spent 30 years for a crime they didn't commit. So it's a very hot topic right now. You know, one of the interesting things I read about is, is why people would admit to being guilty when they're innocent. Why, why would someone do that? Well, I did. I'll give you an example. When it came to my case, I had already had 60 grand in legal fees, and come to the table, they dropped all the felony charges, and they said, if you plead guilty to a petty theft misdemeanor, we'll withhold adjudication, and we'll give you a little probation, you'll pay a little fine. And you know, to plead guilty with a withheld in Florida, it's really not a conviction, and you know, it's a misdemeanor, 
it was, I'm thinking to myself, do I want to go for a trial and spend 35 non-refundable thousand dollars to another attorney to try the case? And if I lose, there's always a chance you can lose. That's the thing. It's fear and money. You could be spending 20 years in state prison. And, you know, I didn't want to take the gamble. So a petty theft charge was, uh, you know, with a misdemeanor with a withheld that can be sealed or expunged. It was a no-brainer. And that's why people Did do you get it. it. Did you get it sealed or expunged? Well, it's not over with yet. The, you know, the case, is, the case is over with, but I still have a probationary period to finish. And then, it will, it. and then it's eligible to be sealed or expunged after that. But I don't even know if I'll bother with it because it's a petty theft and it's a withheld, which basically means you're not convicted. Yeah. Well, very interesting. If you want to check out David Mercat's book, Wrongfully Accused. It's wrongly charged. I'm sorry, wrongly charged. Um, a look at the legal system. Uh, I'm sure the book's available at Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. Do you have a website? Yes, it's, uh, it's available at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and Books a Million just picked it up. The website is www.wronglycharged.com. Wrongly charged. David, thank you so much, and uh, be interesting read. Looking forward to reading the book. Thanks for being on Kiss My Ash Radio. Thank you very much. Great. Uh, it just goes to show you, man. You can't win when you win. Yeah. Wow. It's amazing. All right, up ahead after the break, we're going to see uh, who belongs in a cigar insane asylum this week, right after this. Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com. Everyone rates cigars, but very few cigars can say that they have been the number one cigar in the free world. The Aging Room Quattro F55 Concerto is one such cigar. Ranked as the number two cigar in Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of 2013, the Aging Room Concerto features Dominican fillers and binders and is wrapped in an exquisite 10-year-old Sumatran wrapper. This medium-bodied, full-flavored cigar is full of creamy sweetness time and time again. Aging Room Cigar, small batches, limited production. Unlimited enjoyment. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand pick, hand roll, and then carefully hand check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. The Oliva family the makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available continue in this tradition with the new Oliva Series V Milanio, a full flavored yet smooth smoke which recently received a 95 rating from Cigar Snob Magazine. Milanio and the other great Oliva cigars can be found at all smoke-in locations, so always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and an uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. Awarded the 2014 Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year 
With numerous 90-plus ratings, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary Cigar celebrates Tabacalera Perdomo's 20 years as one of Nicaragua's largest premium cigar manufacturers. Using only the highest priming tobaccos grown exclusively by the Perdomo family, the 20th Anniversary Cigar has a tremendous profile with layer upon layer of rich, elegant, complex flavors. Visit your nearest authorized tobacconist today and experience the masterful blend of these Nicaraguan puros. Now available in extremely limited edition pyramid size in sun-grown or Maduro. Are you looking for a new out-of-the-box, ready-to-smoke go-to cigar? Then look no further than Boutique Blends. Boutique Blends offers a wide variety of strengths, profiles, and sizes to appease even the staunchest aficionado. Crafted from the finest in small-batch Dominican tobaccos, Boutique Blends has a cigar to satisfy all taste profiles. From the highly rated and acclaimed Aging Room Quattro, the new Aging Room Maduro, or the Swag Puro Dominican, find the highly rated Boutique Blends cigar at your nearest tobacconist today. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K, the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Hi, hey. Come on. Some action, but like Mick Jagger said, I can't get no satisfaction. The girls are all around, but none of them want to get with me. My threads are fresh, and I'm looking deaf. Yo, what's up with LOC? The girls are all jocking at the other end. Of the Welcome door. back, folks. Honest Dave here. With all the gang in the studio. Adam K. Pete Hernandez and Terrence Riley. Once again, guys, thank you so much for coming on. Pleasure as always. We greatly appreciate it. Thanks for having us. We love oh, it. Always a pleasure, Pete. Yeah, always a pleasure. All right, it's time, courtesy of CLE and Sam's fine folks over there, to see who belongs in a cigar insane asylum. Welcome to the cigar asylum. Did you know I'm utterly insane? We all go a little mad sometimes. Where logic and reason cease to exist. Facebook, Snapchat, all that kind of crap. I really think it's, you know, there's a good comedian. <laughs> His name is Sebastian Maniscalco. Check him out. He's awesome. And he does this thing, you know, these people, you know, 30, 40 years ago, you know, they never left the house. He stayed in the basement, you know. Like, he, and now we give him an outlet to reach out to the world, you know. He's right, you know. The internet giving stupid, stupid oh. people a voice since 1994. But it's times like these which I really appreciate because it points out the whack jobs right away. There's good and bad. Yeah. Two Alabama teens, Alabama, not Florida, finally, <laughs> were arrested Tuesday for reportedly beheading three stray puppies Aww. with a machete. And posting a video of it on social media. Yep. If this doesn't lead, yeah, if this is not going to lead to something further down the road. Has anybody ever watched Dexter? Yeah. Uh huh. Hello. Yes. Police were first alerted to the footage when a caller informed an officer of the video on Snapchat. Because Snapchat deletes its postings after they're viewed, investigators to see the post. Ashley Johnston and his 17 year old friend whose name was not released because of his age, face misdemeanor. How is that a misdemeanor? How is that? Yeah. 
cruelty charges, according to Sheriff Evans, Ernest Evans. Johnson reportedly used his cell phone to record his friend throwing puppies in the air and killing them with a machete in Wilcox County. This is kind of a downer, I'll be honest. It's bad. It wouldn't be fair to say the 18-year-old confessed. It would be fair to say the 18-year-old confessed. He owned up to it. He took the photos, and he actually didn't like it, Evan says. The pictures were on social media for about 15 seconds. Johnson seemed remorseful for his actions and became emotional during his confession, according to Evans. So I guess it was an unnamed friend who was doing all the machete work. Yeah. Uh, the investigator noted that both suspects were just two kids being stupid when they committed the act. I think yeah. it goes a little... Yeah, they didn't trip. I think know? it goes Oops. a little... Yeah, I think it goes a little deeper than that. Yeah, yeah, especially the one with the machete. Yeah. Uh, I hope that they find him some serious help. Uh, Johnston is reportedly an Eagle Scout. And both... Somewhere in Wilcox County. <laughs> but uh, Ashley Johnson and your friend, whatever your name is, not only do you both need serious mental help, but both of you belong in a cigar insane asylum. I uh, saw on Facebook some guy bit the head off of a hamster. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for throwing that in there. Yeah, yeah you know. I was going to go have lunch, but now yeah, I don't yeah, know if I, I want any. Were you were going to eat, eat, eat a hamster? No. <laughs> I don't want to have to eat anything now. <laughs> well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Kiss My Ash Radio. We hope you have a wonderful Easter. Enjoy the day. Paint some eggs. And um, join us next week as we have Scott Colsair and Tom Reiner from the fine folks at Davidoff. See what they're doing. In my traditional closing, life is short. Savor the moments that count. Never be afraid to express how you feel because if anyone doesn't like it, what do you tell them? Kiss my ash. Kiss my ash. Be merciless. Spare no cigars. Smoke them all. Let God sort them out. God bless. Take my big cigar. My cigar.